Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rec Poker Podcast. You're used to hearing Steve Fredland at the top of these chats editions, but he's slaving away in the salt mines at Rec.Poker and can't join us tonight. So I'm joined by Chris Jones and John Somsky. Chris and John, why don't you tell the group where they can meet you? Uh, I'm Chris Jones. You can find me 5 by 5 on PokerStars and Twitter. And I am John Somsky. You can find me at as Poker Geek MN everywhere. And I'm Jim Reed, Bluffsterini in the home game, and Hold'em underscore Steelers on Twitter. And I would like to thank our sponsors, Website Amp and Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino. So like we do, up at the top, we're just going to mention a couple quick things that are coming up. Um, I'm so excited about the newest addition to our Wrecking Crew, Kim Kilroy. Uh, and if anyone else has more interest in the Wrecking Crew or wants to learn more about Kim or other members like ourselves here, um, you can go to rec.poker slash resources slash meet the Wrecking Crew, or you can just go to rec.poker slash gym. And there's a link up at the top there that'll link to all the other Wrecking Crew pages. So go and check that out. It's full of people like Kim and John and Chris and I that want to work with other people and uh, sh- uh, spread our love of poker um, as far and wide as we possibly can. And yeah, also- Kim, yes, Kim had yeah. some, uh, she was on doing doing the commentary with you for the, the Marek Madness. And uh, that was kind of when we unveiled her as a new member of the Wrecking Crew. And she had some really... I think fantastic ideas for things that she wants to do. And so you should definitely check out her page and uh, kind of learn a bit more about what, what she's thinking and what she's all about. Yeah. yeah, completely, yeah. Un, un, well, unlike me, she is a member of the wrecking crew that actually knows what she's doing. So <laughs> be sure to uh, take advantage of her expertise. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I know Kim's got some great plans for uh, some tra- a travel group, uh, some hand history reviews, um, some power hours focusing on how to make the game more friendly for women and a lot of other great stuff. I can't wait to see how she's going to get more involved. Um, and also the book study is back. Rob Washington has been doing Michael Acevedo's um, A Modern Poker Theory. Man, Steve makes this look so easy, but it's actually harder. It's harder than Steve makes it look. This is hard. <laughs> and, uh, we're getting together on April 7th, uh, which will be the first real section. So if you want to join us for that, uh, you might be able to win a copy on Twitter. Check out the Twitter page. And um, otherwise, join us on April 7th. All premium members can join free to uh, take a look through the modern poker poker Bible. (laughs) Doing great. (laughs) So uh, sometimes on these chats editions, we have a uh, famous poker pro or celebrity to come in. And this week's no exception. We've invited the content membership. The I'm on a roll, everybody. We have invited the membership content director from Rec.Poker to come and join us on the show. He's a guy named Chris Jones. You're very familiar with him. He slaves away uh, behind the scenes every month, leading our seminars, uh, guiding our focus, and really just he's the the one steering the ship of everything that comes to do with strategy and uh, content here at Rec.Poker. So, Chris Jones, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I'm, it's a new experience for me, but thanks, thanks for the, the kind words. <laughs> so, so uh, do we need to ask, isn't it obligated? I mean, I think there's a legal requirement that someone has to ask the question. So 
What's new about you? What you <laughs> tell us? What makes you tick, Chris Jones? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, what's what's been going on in Memberland, Chris Jones? What's new and exciting with you? Well, the <laughs> I mean, the newest thing, I mean, you know, in terms of like what we're talking about tonight is um, we're talking about, you know, some of our seminars uh, and we're talking about the, the most recent one we did was the betting patterns one. And uh, one of the things that I've really enjoyed about these is we've kind of moved um, shifted some of our approach in terms of the content away from uh, some of the, you know, pre-flop stuff, raise first in, three betting, some of those kinds of things, and really started to think about some of the post-flop uh, opportunities and chances that we have as players. Um, and I think it's the area where uh, I certainly can grow the most. I think it's the area where a lot of rec players can grow them. I mean, we can all grow pre-flop as well, but I think post-flop is the one where we can really start to set ourselves apart, learn new approaches to hands. And so um, I, this was a really interesting conversation. And one one of the things that I think is is sort of lacking sometimes is or, or lacking in an understanding is the idea that really poker is a game of pattern recognition. And so if we can start to understand um, betting patterns we have a really good, and we can combine that with looking at flop texture and, and board texture. Uh, we have a really good opportunity to start to have some advantages and edges over our opponents, even pretty good ones. So um, that, it, was, I, it was a really great conversation. And, and uh, I thought um, we, we kind of examined both common and uncommon betting lines. Um, and if you've never thought about what that even means, um, I encourage you to to either you know think about it a bit more, look it up, or uh, come watch our seminar because it, it was it was I thought a good conversation. Yeah, I think it was like we do every uh, we sort of typically break the seminar down into three uh, sections. We have um, in this case it was common lines, uncommon lines, and then examples. And we often, uh, you often include that example section at the end, uh, which I think is a great way to break it down into sort of the theory and the practice and seeing it laid out. And I think in this one, what was really helpful was when we went through a lot of the lines that you were describing, it was clear that there are several of those lines that were kind of hardwired to read as strength or, mm -hmm. or hardwired to read as, as weak ranges. Um, it was very interesting to me to see how many of those, it, it really doesn't matter what's in your hand. When, when you take a certain line, that line means strength. And yeah. Uh, it, yeah. And when we started to look at the example, so like what we first did was we looked at the, the, the very theoretical, just what does a betting line look like, right? And we looked at it with absent of any whole cards, any board texture. It was just kind of like, okay, they, you know, the in-position player uh, bets the flop, checks the turn, bets the river. You know, what, what does that typically mean for us? Um, it, but the really interesting thing is then we took those betting lines and we tried to apply them to various board textures. Um, and some of them didn't make any, I mean, they barely made any sense because we couldn't quite imagine this kind of approach on this kind of board. And that's the kind of thing that you should, is, uh, can be really helpful if you start to sort of ha have that kind of understanding. Yeah, it's kind of interesting the way everything feeds into 
everything's all intertwined. And if you make uh, a change in assumptions in one spot, like pre-flop, it's going to dramatically change what happens post-flop or in, in, in these other situations. It's kind of like the poker butterfly effect. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, like when we looked at the, you know, I think the most, uh, one of the, mo you know, we tried to look at really like not just C bets, right? We tried to look at betting lines that extend beyond the flop. Um, but when you start to look at those kinds of, um, you know, an, an example of this uh, is to kind of give you, to ground this a little in terms of the conversation of things that we looked at was um, you'd have, um, you'd get to a flop. You'd have the out of, you know, it's, it, we, we pretty much strictly dealt with heads up play. Uh, we didn't do much multi-way. Uh, but then we look at, you know, the out of position player checks. Let's just say we have like a hijack open and a big blind defend. Um, so the big blind checks, the the hijack decides to, to see bet the flop small and it gets called. And then we get to a turn and uh, that big blind checks again, and now the in-position player bets large. You know, like, and so they've gone from a sort of a third pot to maybe a two-thirds pot, or maybe a, even a you know three-quarter pot size bet. Um, and so, and what we did was we looked at all of these. That that's the kind of thing we looked at, and we looked at what does this mean, and what kinds of hands is the in-position player uh, showing up here with, and what kinds of us, uh, uh, you know, it, spots and is the big blind showing up with here? And what is, you know, and what does it mean when we're looking? Then what can we start to look at when we look at the board texture and combine that with the betting pattern and start to evaluate and look at um, what our approach might be in some of these spots? And that that's really, I think, the value in really starting to to know and understand some of these really common uh, betting lines. Yeah, Chris, I really feel like you've added layer upon layer with these seminars over the last year and a bit. And, uh, you know, it, it, it takes it's kind of an evolution of strategy. So there's really no point studying betting lines until you've thought a lot about ranges and flop textures and board textures, because you just don't have you don't have you don't have access to that. You're not thinking about the right factors yet. Um, when it comes to what does this line mean? What does this line reveal? But, you know, poker, you've said this before a lot, um, you know, poker is about puzzle uh, finding, puzzle solving, pattern seeking, um, and it's a game of incomplete information. So it's about making better assumptions. And so when you start by putting your opponent on accurate ranges, and then you understand how those ranges interact with different board textures. You can then analyze the betting lines to decide if they make sense or not, or if they are telling you, what are they telling you? So it's these, these three things act together to give you a better assumption about what your opponent's range is at the end of that calculation, right? So all, all poker, all, and we can, all we can do to make anyone better at poker is make them better at narrowing down their opponent's range so that they can make a better decision in that moment. So I was really impressed at how you've layered this on and how we can use the different topics of the seminars up until now to keep getting more and more sophisticated in our approach to poker.
Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's sort of the hope and the, the goal with this is that we can sort of, uh, to, to layer this on and like, so, and then the next month, um, you know, in, in April, we're really, we're talking about turns and rivers. So it's, it's really about, okay, the, the later, the later you go into the, into streets and poker, uh, assuming you're deep enough to play, you know, late, late street poker, um, the, the more, uh, the more decisions there are, the the harder the game tree gets, and the uh, more mistake, the more costly your mistakes become. Um, so we want to we want to master sort of early street poker, but if you really want to have an edge on your opponents, um, and you're not short stacked. <laughs> really that was a really good point because I, I even got the music underlined for it but uh if you're not short stacked it's a really good uh way to start to develop uh certain edges against opponents that that is it becomes really valuable over time so it's, yeah it was it was a fun conversation and then we took those betting lines and we basically took them and we started looking at two uh, very different kinds of boards. One, a very uh, dynamic board uh, that has that had all kinds of straights and flushes and everything on it. Uh, and one that was a little sort of more marginal. And we looked at all the betting lines that we talked about in the, the common and uncommon sections and talked about what does it mean when, when a player does those kinds of approaches on, uh, you know, what does it mean when they bet small and then bet big on a really draw heavy board when we've got, I, I mean, I think the board we were using was, it was a, a Jack 10, nine, seven. Uh, the turn card was a seven. So, and it was a double flush board. So there was uh, two clubs and two diamonds. So what does it mean when our opponent uh, bets small on a Jack 10, nine board, and then bets big on a, on, on that turn card versus a board that's not as well, connected um and those are the kinds of things that we we talk through in the examples section um and i you know i think it's it's really valuable to think about yeah and i think it's it's one thing we talk often about <clears throat> the later streets of hands those situations don't come up as often the the later you get into a hand the less often you're going to be in that situation but those are always the spots where the pots are bigger and so where the decisions are more expensive the errors are more expensive um, the bets are going to be bigger. Uh, it's more you're more likely to put put most of your stack in on a later street. So even though it doesn't come up as often, it's an area you really don't want to be unsteadied or unsure about how to proceed. And you want to kind of it's another one of those areas where the fundamentals uh, are very important. And because we're going to be in these situations less often, you know, like I feel like players you know, you get really good at understanding what I, sh what should I open? Right. You get pretty good at understanding what should I see bet, but the, the farther you stray away from that and the more you get into these marginal spots that you've never, you've never seen before, you've never been in before. That's where being able to turn back on some of these heuristics, some of these betting patterns, some of these things that you can sort of rely on becomes really helpful in sort of evaluating those, those late street decisions, um, and so that's why I think this is, this is a valuable practice to look at. Mm. Yeah. I think if you could <clears throat> distill it down and you knew 
how much a decision, making the proper decision was worth. Then you could multiply that by how often that decision comes up and you'd basically have the perfect priority scale nice. of, you know, uh, doing or of learning. And, you know, you should learn the things that are going to get you the most money first. And so it's really easy to see that things that happen all the time are going to make you money, but also the things on the later streets where a lot of money is involved because of the geometric growth that <clears throat> no limit poker tends to have the later streets are just always worth more money than the previous streets. Yep. yep for sure. For sure. So just to bring our audience uh, behind the curtain a little bit. So every month um, we record next month's seminar actually right after this edition of the podcast. So um, this right now we're going over last month's seminar. Once we plug, uh, once we wrap this up, we're going to go into another zoom meeting and we'll record uh, April seminar, which is turns and rivers. So it's too late to send in example hands for tunes for turns and rivers. But uh, the May seminar is going to be all about identifying leaks. And so here's what I'd love for everybody to do. If you're a premium member of Rec.Poker, Poker, go over onto the left of the screen um, of the website there, and you can see a red bar, click on groups. And if you like the focus, go join the group, the focus. If you like the seminar, go join the group, the seminar. If you like the book study, go join the group, uh, the book study. There's a bunch of groups over there. Join the ones you're interested in. And what that's going to do is it's going to unlock a hidden forum for you. Um, some other hidden spaces where we can all upload documents and share our data and uh, learn together. So what, what I'd love for anyone who's interested in getting more involved in the seminars or in the learning that Chris is bringing to the table here every month, um, the May seminar is identifying leaks. So if you have any thoughts on identifying leaks, questions, answers, tools, uh, anecdotes, then just post that in the forum under monthly seminar. And um, you can even join us for the recording. It's on the fourth, when, uh, the fourth Monday of every month at uh, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. And premium members are welcome to come join, uh, hang out with us for the uh, three plus hours that we take to record that bad boy every month. And um, it's been great. And then, of course, I also run a, a study group um, later in the month on Saturday. And every Saturday, we have a different kind of study group. Um, we, want run, we run one just for the seminar. And actually, we had a great time just last week uh, using some of the examples, Chris, that you mentioned. Um, Keith Brandt, who's uh, one of our great premium members, uh, we talked a lot about sort of what what makes betting lines common or uncommon. We talked about how the flow of the game gets interrupted by uncommon betting, betting lines. And we used a couple examples of his where he ended up trying to decide whether to lead on the turn or on the river with a value hand. And um, the subject, that the, the uh, example that you used in the seminar was really, really helpful for us to figure out, like, how are we actually, well, is there a better line here? And it turns out, like, I think there is. So that, that was a really good example of how to, uh, how to get your head around that. So, and I guess the other way you could share some examples would be to email chris at chris at rec.poker. Um, so do that. Uh, all the time. Send him like 30 emails a day. He would love that. <laughs> yeah, but actually, I mean, I, I am really excited. I think this, so we are going to sort of like, I think every, so, you know, the seminars kind of go in these sort of patterns. And right right now we're really talking about late street poker, but we're going to start to shift and dip our toe into sort of like some of this sort of like 
overall player analysis, data analysis, um, might dip our toes into solver work, uh, kind of like trying to figure out approaches for how we can sort of um, look for ways to improve our own game, look for the ways in which maybe those areas where we're not quite sure where we're making mistakes or not. Um, and I would, you know, I'd love to um, to start to, to hear from people about ways in which they've either identified their leaks or ways in which they're looking for uh, tips on that too. Um, I think it could help us sort of build this seminar for that, for that May month. So. Nice, man. And also if you have any tips on uh, finding leaks in other people too, like that's all mm-hmm. part of it is finding leaks. Um, yeah. How do you, how do you find problems, <laughs> whether it's in you and other people and fix them in you and exploit them in other people. So um, yep. that'll be, yep. that'll be really fun. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Well, let's see if uh, Jonathan Little has anything interesting to say about Ace King and how to play it. And then uh, we'll get right back in here. I wonder whether you should call a preflop raise or three bet instead. What do you do when you have a flush draw? Do you raise it or do you just call? What do you do with Ace King when you miss the flop? Are you tired of guessing about what the right play is with your particular hand? Well, my name is Jonathan Little and I am a two-time World Poker Tour champion and creator of PokerCoaching.com where we offer over a thousand interactive hand quizzes where you play a hand and then get real-time feedback from our world-class pros. Don't guess and don't stress. Just register for your free account at pokercoaching.com slash recpoker right now. There you go. Lots of good stuff at uh, pokercoaching.com. I will attest to that. And Jonathan Little is so generous with his time. He puts out a bunch of free stuff on Twitter, too. So you should go uh, check him out and uh, get better at poker through osmosis. Why not? So uh, what do you think? Should we attempt to let John get through the home game thing without cutting him off? I'm, I'm actually, I'm just not going to say a word if uh, John I'm, wants to. St- you know, I'm just, well, Steve's not here, you know, should we take it easy on the poor guy? Oh, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead, John. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I'll go ahead and get started. I'm sure there's nothing that is going to come and interrupt me right now that people might be waiting for. Do you have any music to play, Jim? Uh, we should play. The price is right. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So on the daily series, I'm waiting for this interruption. Yeah, this is actually, this is the real torture. This is the real yeah. torture is the anticipation. Right? Yeah. Okay, uh, March 15th, Poker Geek MN, John Somsky got his face first daily six series what? victory of the year. <laughs> wow! How many players were there? This, this kid of actually... I don't know. I, I think like two people showed up. <laughs> yeah, there must have been running, like there must have been something wrong with the system or something. Well, it's clear that this is the exception that proves the rule that <laughs> the tournaments are the toughest. Uh, no. congrats, uh, congrats. Yeah. That's Way awesome. This, nice it's getting done. harder and harder with it you. It sure so is. Oh, man. And Uncle Tom's Cabin uh, Jeff S. got his second daily ser- standard series victory of the year. GF Hawk Eric Romo got his first daily series standard victory of the year. Carl0621, Carl Anderson, got his first for the year. Corndog Chats, Adam Kuhn, also mm. got his first daily standard series victory for the year. Nice. Keck Geek, Mark Keck. And I think that's the Oh, the OG. Keck, not the uh, junior Keck. That's the OG. Nicely done, he Mark. He got his second daily uh, series standard victory for the year. And then my booty, that's 
the screen name. I'm not referring to my own body parts here. Uh, got his won the daily mixed series event. I I actually I like it better in the in the spreadsheet here. It says my booty, and then it says private, and I just yes. think that's appropriate. That's yeah, that's, that makes sense. Your your booty can be private, John Sonsky, but as long as it's yeah. winning trophy tournaments. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're getting some. Um, some live chat updates. This is a female and it's a friend of someone. However, because they have not made their information private, I'm not going to say it on the podcast. If they would like to, they can go into their profile and in future for their future wins, uh, this will be announced publicly, but totally up to them. Yeah. Good call, John. As as friendly as we are here, we don't want to put anyone's private information out there that they haven't officially signed off on. So uh, uh, thanks Kim. That's a good one, but um, we'll keep it down for now. My booty. I don't, I don't, based on what you've just told me, I don't think it's the last time we're going to see my booty in the winter circle. So we'll have a chance to rectify that again soon. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. Uh, McVean, Chad McVean got his first international. Beautiful. And then uh, now then KB, Doug Barron's got his first international series daily victory. Nicely done, Doug. That one, he had actually uh, sent a note to Steve and said, you know, I won this tournament and someone else was getting credit for it. I had accidentally reposted the results from the previous week's tournament uh, that has been corrected there you go it's not uh directly aimed at you doug i would <laughs> was not purposeful and doug and then, um steve steve told me actually slashed uh, slashed john's entire discretionary budget for the entire month as a way of uh, making him making him feel the pain for that sorry john that's it no uh, more, no more know, expense account that's fair I, I'm I surprised deserve- you weren't just announcing the March 15th uh, winner every week. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And on March 15th, no. <laughs> but on 21st, the, we had the very first uh, Learn Pro Poker event that Ryan LaPlante actually played. So if you play a Learn Pro Poker Sunday event, uh, that's Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, the winner will get a free month of Learn Pro Poker and whoever knocks out. So you get that whether Ryan plays or not. But whoever knocks out Ryan also gets a free week of Learn Pro Poker. Now, I don't sweet. I don't track who uh, knocks Ryan out. So he'll track that and then you'll have to contact him or KL Cleeton for the wins on that. Uh, I do know who the winners are. However, this month I happen to know that it was Apple of my eye, Harold Berry, that nice. knocked out uh, Ryan Laplante this particular time. How and cool I, is that for Harold? That's great. He, he like he took Ryan Laplante out of a poker tournament. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty so that's, I think I mentioned everything. Was there anything I forgot? To <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think we're done. I no, I think done. that's oh, it. That's it. it. Yeah, we're all done. Okay, oh, so oh. cue that music. That tournament just ended early, right? It <laughs> no, it I guess I do need to say the winner. The winner was none no, none other than our fearless leader, Rec Poker Steve, Steve Friendlin, uh, getting his done. very first LPP series win. Nicely done. And then I think, I, I kept on waiting for the interruption. <laughs> that you had planned it. But weren't you going to have a giveaway right after? There you go. That's it, John. Right on cue, buddy. Ever the consummate professional. Yes, that's exactly right. So, um, as John mentioned, Ryan the Plant doesn't play every week, but he plays often. And when he plays... 
if you take him out, you will win a free month at LPP. And there's instructions on how to claim that uh, in the results post at rec.poker. So go and check that out, or you can email me, Jim, at rec.poker. And the winner every Sunday also gets uh, a free month at Learn Pro Poker. The winner this week was Steve Fredland. And because Steve is just such a good guy, he said to me, Jim, take that free month at LPP, roll your nerdy little die, and give it to one of the premium members that showed up in the podcast recording tonight. So that's what we're going to do, ladies and germs. Just another reason to get that premium membership and show up in the podcast reporting, recording because you're liable to get something for free. I get to use a boring old six-sided die here. Six is the re-roll. Let's see what we got. Five. Stewie. Oh, my God. Stu is Stu's the new Doug Drabeck. I don't know if everyone knows this, but Stewie actually won a rec poker sweepstakes recently and got a whole year of premium membership uh, for free. And now he's got a whole month to learn pro poker. So Stewie, we're going to be seeing you in that winner's circle a little more often. I know I mailed you a pin recently, but uh, I think you're going to have to make room for some silver one of these days. Uh, so congrats. Well, so yeah. does that mean that all you have to do to get a perpetual free license to learn pro poker is just win one of these tournaments every one a month? month one a month you know, that one tournament a month that should be easy to do that seems pretty reasonable you get four there's four sundays sometimes five sundays in a month yeah. and uh, if you yeah. get in there and all you have to do is win one of those or take ryan out and you could be free rolling learn pro poker and you know once you start taking the courses that actually makes it easier and easier to win every month so Hmm, I think you might be onto something there, John. I think so. <laughs> so, Stewie, send me an email um, just to give me the information. I'll make sure you get hooked up with uh, the LPP guys to get that claimed. So, fantastic stuff there. Uh, is there anything else in the home game front? I guess we should say that they're they're free to play in. There's yep. prizes. Um, those aren't the only prizes. We do give out some other prizes throughout the year. Um, there's there's a player of the year race. Obviously, the pins. Um, uh, yeah. And I guess speaking of pins, by the time this comes out, you've probably got a couple more days to order merchandise uh, from the rec.poker shop. If we, it, the, the pins are free, and if you win one, it's yours. But shipping is such a pain, and we're not made of money. <laughs> so uh, we only mail out the pins if you order merch or if you're a premium member. Uh, or if you just send us 10 bucks to cover the cost, we'll send it out to you. But we'd much rather, if you're going to send us 10 bucks, come on, use code, use code rec poker and get your first month of premium membership for five bucks. We'll mail you your pin. You just saved five bucks. Think about that. And I mean, there's a million great reasons to become a premium member at rec.poker. We've got, I mean, dozens of hours of learning content every week. Um, you cannot, none of us can watch or participate in all the events that we do. There's too many events for us all to partake in. It's the best $15 a month you'll spend on uh, poker learning and poker community. And even if you're not going to be able to take advantage of all the different stuff we're doing, it's just a great way to help support the team and to help make sure that this podcast comes out every week and that we've got time to, to put into the study groups and putting this material um, together keep the website operating, keep website Mark uh, happy and food on his table. Um, so uh, please consider just uh, use the code RecPoker, get your first month for $5 and see, you never know. 
you might find something worth sticking around for. I know I, I'm a life nit. Um, when I first signed up, I was like, okay, I'll give you a chance, but it, it better be something really exciting if you want me to fork over 10 or 15 bucks every month. And um, I'm just glad I did because I'm never leaving. Y'all are stuck with me now. That's it. Another note to uh, player, new players who are entering and joining the home game clubs, make sure you put your PokerStars username in the PokerStars username field. We've had a few people sign up recently who have set that as their alias, but didn't actually put it on the, in the PokerStars username. I have gone in and magically corrected that for you, but it would be nice uh, to not have to do that. And it, I have this automated so I know who it can be approved and who can't be approved. So it has to be exactly your PokerStars username in the PokerStars username field. And you have to click on the extra tab. Unfortunately, it's not on the very first page of signup info. So there's another little click in there, but be sure you do it and then you'll be seamlessly added and you can join and play us and win your free subscription to learn pro poker for the month. <laughs> it's a pretty good, pretty good racket you got set up there, John. I, yeah. I, love it. <laughs> I give uh, stuff away. Yeah, that's right. That is nice. <laughs> you know how no. I make money on it? Volume. <laughs> Volume. That's why he's the friendliest guy in poker, folks. The friendliest guy in poker. So a couple other, we'll just hit a couple quick notes on our way out of here. Um, if you're listening to this on the Tuesday that it comes out, um, on Wednesday, we're doing on, on Wednesday night, we're doing our public discussion. On the fifth Wednesday of every night, you don't need to be a premium member. Uh, to go to rec.poker slash events, and everyone can go to that page. Go look at Wednesday the 31st. There's a public discussion scheduled uh, for 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 uh, Central. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at one of the final tables uh, earlier in the year of our Tournament of Champions. This is normally something we do at the end of each month as part of our online review and hang. It used to be the Strat Chat, but it's, it's really an aura. Um, and uh, we had an extra one this month, so we're going to do this one uh, for free for public. So if anybody, you don't have to be a premium member. You don't even have to be a community, a community member, but I mean, it'd be nuts not to be. Um, go to rec.poker, click on that public discussions event um, for Wednesday night, and just come and hang out with us as we review the play from the final table of our Tournament of Champions. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. I think normally we watch the video of the table, but this time we've actually got a few of the participants have sent me their poker tracker hands from that final table. And so we're actually going to try reviewing it in poker tracker so that we can see multiple cards up all at the same time um, and get some, some fun insights into how some of the hands were played, being able to see whole cards. That's really exciting. And uh, the only other one is on Saturday, um, April 3rd, we'll be having our next study group on the focus. So every month, Chris uh, leads this independent study group where we talk about uh, pre-flop um, ranges or ranging post-flop or tools um, that you might use to do that this last month. Um, basically, Chris just went on a little Q&A uh, demo with Flopzilla, and we talked about the ways that you can use it to range um, opponents through various decision points, which was awesome. So that uh, focus episode is out. You can watch the video now. And if you want to join me on Saturday, we'll do some follow-up on that. And uh, that's something that's going to happen every month. So 
um, that'll be a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you also enjoyed just uh, this past week, the Marek Madness Finals, speaking of Learn Pro Poker, where Ryan LaPlante joined me in the booth. Um, I can't, I can't, get into who won or lost yet because i don't know because we're recording this before it happened but this is coming out after it did but uh let me just say that the over under on gaffes in the booth two and a half play i feel pretty good like pretty obvious fair gaffes. line yeah obvious gaffes. fair line you guys aren't going to know about the gaffes that i you know i cover huh. well enough huh. yeah so I, I mean, that. I mean, that, and that's that's heavily weighted to one side of the top <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and hopefully it won't be the one doing most of the talking. <laughs> well, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Uh, all right. Well, is there anything else? That, I got uh, the over. Yeah. <laughs> smart money. <laughs> smart money. Smart money takes the over. Well, I want to thank everybody for uh, joining us this week. Thanks to Steve Fredlin for putting this together, even when he's chipping away in the salt mines. Thanks to uh, Doug, Elizabeth, Kim, Stewie, and Martha for hanging out in the chat. Thanks to Website Amp and Learn Pro po- uh, and Learn Pro Poker. Thanks to Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino. Chris Jones, John Somsky, all our wonderful members. Thank you all so much. Thanks.